Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Throughout this podcast, there'll be swearing and adult themes that some people may find offensive. Hello, it's me, la la la, let me explain. And I am back for our final podcast of the week. And it is Friday then, it's Saturday, Sunday, what? So, if you've never seen my Instagram at la la la, let me explain, then you got a big treat. Head there now. We do loads of different stuff on there. And what I'm going to try and do with Fridays is bring my Instagram alive in audio form. We're just going to give you a bit of Friday fun bit of x bit of a new feature is this a red flag and then of course we'll leave you with the friday night reminders that will help you to have a fuck person free weekend if you missed monday and wednesday's episodes we have been talking all things sex this week let me know actually on instagram or in the uh, comments on these podcasts whether you like that do you want more sex less sex i don't mean in your own vagina or whatever i mean in general on my podcast so let us know. So I think we should start off today with the X. If you have been following me for a long time, you will know that I am the person who originated X stories on social media. I will not be told by anyone else that it was anyone else. I am the OG ick story person. I didn't invent the term the ick, but I definitely brought it to social media. Now, the thing about the ick is that when I see other people doing it on their stories, it really pisses me off because the ick is not just general turnoffs. So, of course, if you're really into someone and then they scratch their ass and rub a bit of shit on the table, you're going to go off them. That's totally reasonable to never see them again. But if you're sitting opposite them on a date and they move their fork to the side of the table and that's it, you can never look at them again or even stand to hear them breathe, that is the true definition of the ick. It is irrational. It is cruel. It will take you over. It will mean that you can never, ever, ever feel like you can see that person again in any kind of romantic light and there is no good reason for it. There's lots of different things that people think might cause the ick. Sometimes it's self-sabotage. Sometimes when it's on a date with someone who we think is too good to be true and we think they're going to end it. So we, our brains come up with some weird irrational reason so that we can take control and we can end it. Some of evolutionary psychologists believe that it's because we're constantly subconsciously thinking about who might be able to keep our babies safe. And so things like somebody tripping over or whatever gives us an indication that they might drop our baby on its head and therefore we count them out as a potential partner. But I'm not really going to look into the hows and whys. I'm just going to look today at ick stories that have been sent to me by my followers on Instagram. Uh, so here we go. Have a little listen to the ick submissions for this week. 
he was slapping my dog's butt while saying spankies in a cute voice. I can only imagine that spankies. Oh, I can't even do it myself. Sorry, not without giving me the ick. But you know when men or just people, actually, this is not a gendered thing, are like for your dog, they'll be like doggy woggy. Oh, sorry. I, every time I do it, I'm trying to do these impressions of these icks. And every time I do it, I get this like feeling in the bottom of my stomach that I'm going to throw up with my own self cringe. But there is nothing worse than somebody who's like spanky wanky. But also, was your dog called spanky? Because if your dog wasn't called spanky and he's hitting the bum and being like spankies, then uh, I'm really, I just, do you know, actually this has just given me a terrible fucking memory of something that didn't even happen that long ago. So I linked up with a guy. We'd been seeing each other for a really long time. And he came to my house and my dog was barking and being quite annoying. And he threatened, he literally said to my dog, if you don't shut up, I'm going to stick my finger up your bum. And I have never felt more angry, upset, disgusted, traumatized in my whole fucking life. Well, actually, I have probably several times, but you know what I mean. Why are you threatening to finger my dog up the bum? You actual weirdo. So that gave me the massive ick. And I definitely think slapping your dog's butt while saying Spanky's in a cute voice is along those lines. He is going to progress to threatening to finger your dog up the bum. Don't hang around with people who slap dogs' bums and say Spanky's. All right, let's open another one, which says, he wore Havianas in the house. I do, though, too. Well, well, this is the thing about the ick. This is what really jars me about other people doing ick stories is they never get them right because other people might get this as an ick story and they'll go, what? How can you get the ick from someone wearing Havianas, especially when you do too? Like, oh, grow up. But you cannot help the ick. You can't. It's irrational. It is cruel. You could date 10 people wearing Havianas in the house and you could not experience the ick. And then the 11th person does that and it's all it's game over everything's ruined so let's open another one he advised that I put the half onion in my fridge in Tupperware so it didn't spoil see that's the thing he sounds pretty fucking sensible why don't you if you cut half an onion you've only used half put it in Tupperware leave it in the fridge that's great most of us want to marry a man who is as sensible as that who knows what to do with onions but the ick when it hits what can you do? So this one says, he told me his go-to Miller and Carter salad wedge dressing is honey and bacon. I don't even think that that's gross. I just imagined him saying the words to order it. You know what gives me the ick? Miller and Carter full stop with their fucking iceberg wedges. Have you ever been to Miller and Carter? I, I thought they were joking with me. I went to Miller and Carter once, actually on a date. And what they do is they actually chop a half an iceberg lettuce, an iceberg lettuce, and they put it in a fucking bowl and they just give it to you. And I, I was thinking, have they run out of salad? Has somebody in the kitchen having a nervous breakdown and they've just gone, fuck this bitch, chopped a lettuce in half and just handed it to me? But no, this is what Miller and Carter do. They give you half a lettuce with your shit. I actually respect this guy for asking for some honey and bacon on it. So respect to the people who demand something for the fucking Miller and Carter tragic tragic salad that you get provided i think i want this one's number i will take him to miller and carter and we'll go mental with dressings all right let's see what another one says 
He wouldn't sit down to put his socks and shoes on. So he was hopping, trying to stand and do it. I bet this is related to some like alpha male Andrew Tate shit. You know how Andrew Tate's like, real men don't drink sparkling water because it's got bubbles in it. I bet something somewhere I said to him, real men stand when they put their socks on. They don't sit down anywhere. Soft furnishings are not for the male derriere. That's probably where this has come from because otherwise, why are you being a dick? Why are you trying to be like, look, I, I got this. I can put on my sock on one foot. Like, it's unnecessary. You don't need to do that. Behave yourself. Sit down. Put your socks on. Be a better man. When he concentrates, his tongue creeps forward and sits behind his bottom teeth with his mouth open. Right, everybody do that right now. Don't care where you are. Stare into the distance. Creep your fung tongue. Fung tongue? forward, put it between your teeth, and then put it with your mouth open. And now, I hope you're on a train, or I hope you're at work, and you've got to do that face for the entirety of what I'm saying now. It's not a good face, is it? It's not a good face. It just does make you look dopey. And uh, if that's your natural face and you're born like that, obviously, no disrespect, live your best face life with your tongue like that. But if you can help it, if your tongue doesn't have to rest between your teeth, making you look like a confused Labrador, don't do it. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Hi guys, it's me and I'm here to tell you about another Sony Music Entertainment podcast. Now I know you all like to have a deeper look and get under the skin of a subject, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to me deconstructing hot topics and getting into the nitty gritty with all your dating dilemmas. So I think you're going to love getting curious with the fabulous Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. Every week they deep dive into conversations with a variety of experts on some really, really important and eye or ear opening topics like the history of abortion and the science of sleep. Get excited, get curious and listen to Getting Curious wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, well, hopefully you've enjoyed that and it hasn't turned you off your husband for life. We are now going to move on to a new feature, which I have trialed on my Instagram. And it's called, is this a red flag? You know, sometimes you might be in something with somebody and everything's going really well and you really like them. And then they say something or they do something and it makes your gut go, oh, it sets off alarm bells. But then in your head, you're thinking, am I being oversensitive? Am I being over the top? Is that really a red flag? Well, now is your chance to run that by me and I will let you know if I think that that is a red flag, a pink flag or no flag at all. So let's have a look at this week's entries for Is This a Red Flag? So is it a red flag for a man to just constantly want to have porn on in the background? I'd say that always wanting to have porn on in the background is a 
you know what? It's not necessarily a red flag where I'm like, run, this you're in danger. Not a red flag for that, but it's certainly giving big, strong flags for this man having some issues around possible sex addiction or an inability to be turned on without the stimulation of porn. And when did it start happening? What was the catalyst to that? Was he doing it when you first met? Did you just arrive at this man and this is what he wanted straight from the start? If so, that's definitely way more flaggy than some kind of developing porn addiction. And also, what kind of porn is it? Because I think that really matters. Like if this is extremely degrading porn, porn that shows violence against women or at least very dominant and degrading behavior towards women, then that again, makes it even more flaggy. So this is something that I think really needs to be explored through communication. I don't know how long you've been together, but if it's something that is worth salvaging, then I think a, a, a conversation about where this has come from and what he's done to try to address this and how often he's watching porn and whether he feels it's an addiction, I think that that would be a good move. But there is definitely flagginess within this. Is this a red flag? He calls his exes crazy. And in fact, 90% of the men that I've talked to in the last five years call their exes crazy and it always gets my back up. You know, there is a real thing about being extremely careful about somebody who refers to their ex as crazy, especially if they're talking to you in the first few dates, you're asking how the last relationship was and they say like, oh, she's crazy. She got a restraining order against me you then do have to assume that she's not the crazy one and that the restraining order was put in place because, in fact, he turned her crazy with his abusive and manipulative behaviour. Obviously, if you're in the UK, it's not a restraining order. It's called a non-molestation order. That is our equivalent. Also, caveat there for anyone who wants to pull me up on language, not saying that traumatised women are actually crazy. Um, so there is definitely something that we need to be very aware of within that. And we need to be very aware of how they talk about their exes. But we also need to be careful of the fact that actually sometimes people do have crazy exes, especially for women. I think, you know, when we date heterosexual men, it can sometimes feel like as soon as he says his ex is crazy, he's now identified himself as an abuser. When actually I do have male friends and I've met many men over the years who have had really awful experiences with women and with their exes. So I think it is actually really important to figure out uh, whether he's had that kind of experience. Talk to him. Think about how he talks about women in general. Are there any other red flags? Are there any other signs? Um, how, how can you, I mean, you could do a Claire's Law if you really are worried. And a Claire's Law is where you uh, approach the police for information about their uh, criminal history. So if they're sort of saying, my, my ex is crazy, she called the police on me, you might want to dig into that a little bit further just to verify what they're saying. But yeah, I mean, potential red flag, but definitely not something that we can blanket policy because of the people that do have abusive or crazy exes. But obviously, if they say that all of their exes or majority of them are crazy, then I'd say that's pretty clearly a red flag. And the way that they talk about their exes says a lot. So pay attention. All right, the next, is it a red flag? They have an issue with me changing my top or trousers with the curtains open, with my underwear still on. That's a really interesting one because I can understand a partner having an issue with their partner getting changed in their home publicly 
with anybody who's outside being able to watch. And I suppose that that is because I'm coming from a place of thinking that I wouldn't want to be seen by any, I wouldn't want to change in front of the windows. And the reason I wouldn't want to be chain, get changed in front of the windows is because I wouldn't want anyone to see me like that. And I wouldn't want the possibility of somebody taking photos or filming me or putting it online or whatever. And But that's my own personal views. Now, other people might feel completely different about that. And I guess what the question is about whether it's a red flag is, are your partner's boundaries on this for themselves, leading them to try to control your behavior based on what their lines are? And it depends, I think. The, the red flag would be in how they are putting this across. So if they're saying, oh, I feel really weird about you doing that, but it's cool if you want to do it, you want to do it. That's not a red flag. It's a red flag if they are like, why are you doing that? Trying to control it, shutting the window, having a go at you, making it seem like you're trying to elicit attention from people in the street. So I think it's it's about how it's done. How is that communicated? How is that message conveyed to you? And if it's done in a way that's trying to control you or that's accusing you of trying to garner attention from other people, then I'd say that's a bit red flaggy. If it's done in a way of like, this is how I feel, this is a, something I wouldn't do, but, you know, feel your boots then that's much less red flaggy. All right. Now I am going to leave you with a Friday. Well, I call it a Friday night reminder because I started these on my Instagrams on a Friday night, but you're probably listening to this in the morning. So just a Friday reminder. In fact, these reminders can be used on any day of the week. On a Tuesday, the same rules apply. So Friday night reminders are things that are designed to help you stay away from fuck people and designed to make you remember your value and your worth before you go and do something that you might regret over this weekend. And my one, we're going to start with my one and then the following weeks I'll get your Friday night reminders or your Friday reminders for, for people. So send them in again to ask la 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 let me explain or have a look at my Instagram when I throw out stories and ask for you lot to send information in. But my Friday reminder for life is if you are somebody who is seeing someone, you're not in a relationship and you are potentially planning a hookup and this person is somebody who's like strung you along, um, somebody who you're feeling a bit like situationshipy with, maybe casual sex, maybe an ex, you know, that kind of scenario where it's like, oh, you know, my fanny's tingling. He's on the phone saying, shall I come over? And maybe I should see him, but maybe I won't because he's hurt me before. You know, them ones. I'm not talking about, oh, this is a great person to hook up with. I'm talking about one of those ones where it might be a potential regret. For me, the best thing to think about is the idea of him coming into my home, getting into my bed and laying there with his sweaty, naked, uncovered bum crack touching my white bed sheets, my clean bed sheets. And if that wasn't enough, then I imagine his sweaty bum crack on my bed sheets with him, with his hands behind, you know when they put their hands behind their head? in the, you know, shoulders out, looking all kind of like arrogant, dick on display saying, hey, babe, it's not going to suck itself. I w I, if I, I would never, once I have that image of a man in my mind, that's it, it's done. I can't, the hookup is over. You can message me as much as you like. But all I'm thinking is your sweaty bum on my bed 
and you asking to give me, no, not you asking to give me, asking to give you, wait, no, fuck, it's Friday. I can't even speak anymore. But you get the fucking picture. Imagine the worst case scenario of them being ultra fucking ick in whatever comment, because you might like giving them blowjobs. So whatever comment works for you, you know, them with hands behind their heads saying, come swing these titties over here or something that is going to ick you out. But really picture how much you do not want sweaty, hairy bum crack on your bed sheets before you make the decision to invite them over. And I really hope that helps. So that is the end of our week. It's been a fantastic first week if you're into labias, squirting, fucking brothers and sex education. If you're not into those things, well, we'll have even more things that you're very likely to be into in the coming weeks. So come back, send me your dilemmas, send me your red flags, send me your questions. I want this to be really interactive. I want all of you to be really involved. Share it with your friends and come back on Monday where we will have another hot topic to discuss. La la la, let me explain. I am la la la, let me explain. And this has been a Sony Music Entertainment production. <laughs>